Hey passengers, welcome to She Who Does Not Hear. I'm your co-host Natasha Knight, your favorite 30-something overprotective millennial big sis, reacclimating back to life in the U.S. And I am your co-host Veronica Desire, a 20-something Gen Z mom, wife, and social worker, but overall I'm an all-around hot mess. Think of us as your two favorite conductors of the Hot Mess Express. We invite you as passengers on our journey navigating life and sharing our experiences, where we discuss real-world application to the wisdom and sayings from our childhood. Hey, passengers. Welcome back to another episode of She She Who Who Does Does Not Hear. Hear. I'm your girl, Natasha Knight. And I am Veronica Desire. And for today's saying, we're going to be going over three strikes you're out and this episode is dedicated to both our grampy and our mommy because it is a saying that they have used for most of our life it's a saying that our grampy initially had as his mantra and our mother later adopted and would repeat to us um after his passing and it's a and it's a mantra that i have later adopted in my life and it's helped me to lead what I consider to be a relatively successful life just because it helps with you being able to create boundaries and protect yourself so we're going to start with you Veronica when was the first time that you remember hearing this saying from grampy and mommy so the first time I remember hearing the saying was actually from mom my grandfather died when I was six so I don't have a lot of memories of him um so with my mom there were these little action figures are not action figures there were these glass statues figurines whatever you want to call them that she had at the house and so I'm at this time I'm actually about like five six years old and I would always play with them because they were at my level and you know anything that's at a child's level they're gonna snatch and I would play with them and she would say no do not touch them they are fragile you cannot play with these these are not toys so she would say that I put them back and then what would I do I would go play with them again and my mom did not speak three times one thing I will say although she was loving and caring she made it a thing where she only spoke twice so by the third time I did it for a third time you know I picked them up and I'm about to play with them she said "Uh uh-uh three strikes you're out I told you already three times not to play with it put it down you're not touching any toys for the rest of the day you cannot play with anything for the rest of the day you know six-year-old me I'm crying and upset um but that's the first time I heard it you know three strikes you're out and so what about you Natasha when's the first time you heard it So the first time I heard it was, I believe I was in fifth grade, and I was talking to our cousin Antoinette again Mm -hmm. about something that my ex-friend, let's call her Rachel, she kept doing these mean things to me, um, despite me talking to her about it. Like, hey, I don't really like when you do this in front of people. She would just continue. Let's do it. And I was talking to Antoinette about it, and she was like you just need to dump her she's not a good friend and I'm like no you know she we have so much fun in recess and we also like with the art class we do such great projects together like I really don't want to like drop her and mommy was listening Mm -hmm. she was cleaning in the background of course and then she goes Natasha you need to live by the policy three strikes are out and I'm like huh what does that mean she's like just like baseball you have three strikes and you're out Do not let anyone try you past two times. But once they get to the third point and you've communicated what the issue is, you need to drop them. And then she just exited the room. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was like, huh? I still was very confused because I'm 
fifth grade. How old am yeah, I? Like 10, 11. 10, 11 years old. I don't understand that. And I was like, but why like baseball? And so that was the first, <laughs> first time that I heard this story from her. And so Veronica, why don't you give us a story of when you first understood the actual saying of three strikes are out? Ooh, when I first understood it. So for me, it also happened to be a friend. I was a little bit older though. I was in eighth grade. I'm in eighth grade and um, I have this best friend. So I have this best friend and she has another best friend. So I'm her best friend and then she has this other chick that's her best friend. And let's call my best friend Mariah. And her other best friend was called um, Lauren. So her other best friend was called Lauren. And so I could not stand Lauren. Me and Lauren were just, we just didn't get along and we tried to for the sake of Mariah, but she was always so disrespectful to me. She was always so rude to me. And I'm a pacifist. Like I don't like confrontation like that with people I care about, um, or around people I care about people. I don't care about. I was confronting Mm -hmm. left, right and center and being rude to, um, but people I don't care about um or I do care about I don't like fighting like that and I didn't want to cause drama and so Lauren is like being rude and rude and rude and rude to me and I'm telling my mom because I told my mom nearly everything um at that age and I'm like you know Lauren's just continuously rude and Mariah's not doing enough or she's not catching it and I'm just trying to like talk to her and she said listen this girl has been rude to you for more than two times you don't let anybody try you a third time you give people one chance you give people maybe two chances by the third chance uh uh-uh knock them out and she didn't mean physically knock them out like you know fight them but she was like you need to be done with her um and so I went back and I was talking to I first talked to Mariah about it and I'm like hey Lauren is a bitch she's rude to me I don't fucking like being around her I don't want to be around her don't put me around her me and her is not good and so she understood that she's like okay cool I won't have you all around her you around her so I'm still you know obviously chilling at um, Mariah's still my friend and here comes fucking Lauren being a bitch and I'm just like you and me have nothing to talk about I don't want to talk to you I don't want to have anything to do with you you're fucking disrespectful like you mean you are not cool we don't even like each other and I don't want you around. And she just started being real uppity like, oh, you're trying to cause drama. Da, 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 da. I didn't even do anything to you. And I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, nope, take take it. Take it somewhere else because I'm not here for it at all. And so like I just walked away because I'm like, I don't have time for that. And that's the first time I understood it is like, don't there's no reason for you to let anybody try you past a certain number of times. Like that's it. And for her, I will say with her, though, with Lauren, I didn't really talk to her like that about the time she was disrespecting me except for once because she was doing things that you know is disrespectful, Mm -hmm. like doing little snide comments like, oh, but, you know, you're wearing this because I didn't, I was never, yeah, like shady because I was never, I've never, ever, ever been into clothing. I've never been into style. I've never been into brand names. Like all of that stuff has always been stupid to me. Like I'm like, I'm aware of what's comfortable and I'm going to be chill. So she was always into that stuff and so was Mariah. But it's just like she was always being real rude to me about it. So I just, you know, by the third time, I was like, all right, this is it. Mm-hmm. Or honestly, by the umpteenth time, that was more than the third time. But that's the time I understood it because my mom said it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had a similar situation, obviously. Went through a lot of drama in middle school, which is after fifth grade, right? Because fifth grade is the end of your, should be the end of your elementary school in, years. In Florida, at least. In Florida, at least, right? Because um, some schools are until sixth grade, I think. I think. And then they start middle school, which mm-hmm. is weird. But for, for, for us down here in South Florida specifically, most of the time you have 
kindergarten until fifth grade, that's your elementary school. Six to eighth is your middle school. Mm-hmm. And then ninth to twelfth is high school. Yeah. Um, and so after the situation with my friend, I did end up dropping her, but I didn't really adopt this three strikes are out policy. Yeah, because you're 10. Because <laughs> I'm 10, right? It wasn't until like I went through all of the middle school drama and not just with friends, but also things that I was putting myself in. And then I was like, you know what? I need to make sure that I have the right people around me and the right friends. And so for ninth grade, I really changed that. But I mean, when I would say I'm like, oh, I adopted it for sure, for sure. I understood it. Where I understood it was like when I started working mm-hmm. and when... One of my jobs, like I was having issues and I went, you know, you got to go to the higher ups. You have to communicate like what's going on and stuff. Because obviously when you have issues with your colleagues, you try to resolve it amongst yourself. That's normally what you're supposed to do in a professional working environment. And basically I tried my best to resolve the situation with the colleague. It wasn't working. And, you know, I went and I brought it to my higher up. I'm like, I don't know what the deal is. Like, you know, I just want it to be a cohesive and collaborative work environment so that I feel comfortable is there something that we can do? Maybe is there a different department I can work for? Like something where it's just not going to be the same level of communication because this person very clearly dislikes me, does not respect me, and I do not take disrespect lightly, like especially with the type of personality that I had. And they're like, oh, you know, trying to pacify me. Like, oh, we're going to change this and we're going to do this. And they gave me false promises. And it wasn't until the second time that I'm like, oh, they have no interest in changing this. They actually y'all full of shit. Y'all are full of shit. They find it very amusing. And I was like, okay, now it's time to look for another job and leave their ass high and dry and let it just come out of nowhere for them. And after that, I felt so empowered. And I was like, oh, this is why you only give people two, try- two tries to like try. You You know, you communicate, you see, because no one is perfect. It's going to take some time. But when you see like they're very blatantly not giving a fuck, right, then you also don't have a fuck to give like mm-hmm. that's also fine then then you just <laughs> drop it and so that's when i understood it and it's been my mantra ever since as far as friendships go mm-hmm. as far as you know especially you know especially with my professional like life i am really really serious yeah, that that three strikes with professional life is out but we're real cocky i'm like i'll always find another job don't play with me yeah I'm like right. a job is a dime a dozen yeah how mommy how mommy always expresses it like it's never your loss it's always their loss because mm-hmm. you know what you bring to the table you know the intelligence you have you know the beauty you have you know how great you are with people you know how hard working you are and if they can't see all of the asset that you bring to their company and how you're bringing more revenue to them it's time to bring it somewhere else where you're going to be appreciated Mm -hmm. and so that's why i've always been cocky in that aspect i'm never like oh my god i'm out of a job oh i don't know if i'm going to get a job i'm never worried about it i always know for a fact that someone is going to see my worth because you got to be dumb not to right so yeah and so that was a story of when i first understood it so veronica why don't you tell me what your current status with the saying actually is so for me, I just I feel like within the last few months is kind of when I've really gotten comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I am naturally or rather before before I've done worked on my personal development and growth is I'm naturally a people pleaser mm-hmm. and I don't like to fight too much. And, you know, I always like to give people excuses like, oh, maybe they did this because it was a bad day or this, that, the other. Benefit but, of the doubt. you know, benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it really is is just giving them excuses that they they didn't they don't need they didn't give it to themselves and they didn't give me so there's no reason for me to give it to them but I would say within the last few months I really understand it a lot more mm-hmm. and I am implementing it in my life like there's a person 
in my life currently that are not in my life anymore that I've given two chances to. Like, Mm -hmm. they done caused some issues. They done, they were like rude to me and everything. And I'm like, all right, well, let me smooth things over Mm -hmm. and try again. And Mm -hmm. that didn't work. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I left it at that. And then I, again, recently tried to attempt to try again. And then they just kind of turned around was disrespectful my face played in my face with it and isn't doing any of the things they said and so I'm like that's it I'm like there's no I'm not giving you a third chance like I'm very much done with you um and if they ever ask I'll be like listen it's this is it I gave you two chances Mm -hmm. and you were playing in my face you were being disrespectful you were Mm -hmm. acting out or acting as if I'm stupid and that's Mm -hmm. it so now that I'm older and I would not even say older now at this season of life Mm -hmm. I'm a lot more serious with it especially because I got two kids I ain't got the time for this Mm -hmm. I really don't have the time for this so that's where I am with it where are you currently with it I understand it fully. I know you've been you've been on that. I've been I've been on that. Well, no, no. Where no. are you with actually no? Because you where are you with it relationship wise? There you Cause go. Because you know the air. I've always been on it with family, with friends, and with jobs. With yeah. Work. But as far as like relationships, I feel like I am there now mm-hmm. with the current relationship that I have. That mm-hmm. I feel like I'm nipping shit in the bud from the beginning yeah. just so that it doesn't cause any strife in the future. I'm not ignoring things yeah. like how I did. So I do feel like, you know, I have grown from last year because, you know, I was looking for a relationship and stuff. And I think I'm happy now that I feel con- content with myself that I'm like, okay, now I'm able to implement this strategy for my actual romantic relationships. But I think it's because I have use therapy to help build my confidence mm-hmm. in romantic relationships because that's those are the relationships that I do naturally tend to struggle with but I don't feel like I'm on the struggle bus anymore right now Girl, we'll see I was struggle bus yeah so now I feel like in all areas of life that I'm I'm good with it so Veronica then that leads us to the final portion where not where do you see yourself in future with this but where are you actively doing to work on it and any advice like if you have any advice for our passengers if they're not past that point if they're like oh I'm still struggling with this so I feel like there is a difference I will say I am learning what to give a strike to like what considers what's considered as one strike Mm -hmm. and sometimes there are certain offenses that count as two three strikes themselves Mm -hmm. um and also how to communicate with it so for me I would say and what I'm doing and what I would tell other people to you know implement as well is if something doesn't feel right to you bring it up to people like give people the chance to not necessarily talk their way out of it but to explain to you why they're doing something or to not even explain but give uh, let people understand that you're not okay with something so for example um if someone is saying snide remarks to you or is disrespectful to you, you need to be very specific with them. You know, come to them and say, hey, listen, you are saying things that are making me uncomfortable. They're hurting my feelings. And this is what they are. And this is what they look like. And I've had to do this with friends that I actually still have to this day. They're not on their third strike, obviously, because they're still in my life. But, you know, I have one friend that is just a little bit harsher than others. And they also can't take that harshness, but they would just say things to me that I felt were unnecessary Mm -hmm. like um they would talk to me I'm trying to think of a very specific example example. um so like 
when they would call me, they would say certain certain things like, oh, this is stupid. Like, what you're doing is dumb or what you're doing is stupid. And, oh, my God, like, how the fuck did you come to this conclusion? And stuff like that when I tell them certain things. And to me, condescending. It's, it's condescending. Like, yeah. obviously, I know they care about me, but, like, you don't have to use that language with me. And I'm not okay with using that language. There is a ton of other words in your vernacular. You have the opportunity to use them. You do not have to use these words. Yeah. And so I brought that to them. I'm like, hey, like, the way you're talking to me, I'm not comfortable with I'm not cool with it's not like I'm not okay with this is this is a no there's no room for growth like there's no room to go around that Mm -hmm. and so with that they were like oh you know I don't mean it any disrespect that's just the words I use but I can use different words you know like I don't have to do that these are not things I have to say to you Mm -hmm. um so for that that's a strike obviously they did that and if they like continue doing it again after I spoke to them Mm -hmm. I'd give them like that one last chance to talk to them about it and by the third time like I'm dissolving that's something you would just have to dissolve the friendship and that has to do with every you know relationship if they're talking if they're moving a certain way if they're crossing your boundaries you know Mm -hmm. in a personal relationship or professional or anything else it's like you talk to people and you give them the clear reason you're not okay with it and sometimes you have to be also open Mm -hmm. sometimes very rarely but I would say sometimes you have to be open to having people understand and be able to talk back Mm -hmm. because I know for me sometimes I am a little bit sensitive and it's not the words that they're using and sometimes it's not even that they're being condescending that they're telling me something I don't want to hear okay and so but you need to be able to tell the difference for that Mm -hmm. and they also need like they can't be disrespectful towards you about it Mm. so that's where i'm getting for me that's what i'm learning is like with the three strikes is what to me constitutes as a strike Mm -hmm. and am i explaining it because i hate when people are like oh three strikes are out this person did this to me twice and like i'm done with them like i've had that happen to me where a friend not even it wasn't a good friend but it was a person i was cool with and they're like oh yeah i'm not talking to you anymore because you did this and i'm like I didn't even know I was doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. this is something, like, I do on the normal that I didn't, I didn't even know wasn't okay with you. So just explaining it to people and giving people that chance to change their behavior but not allowing them to continue it. What about you, Natasha? So that starts, yeah, I I agree a thousand percent. Like, communication is key in -hmm. any relationship that you have. It does not matter what type. I feel like you have to be able to communicate first what your issue is with the person because, like you said, if you pull them up on it sometimes... It's a habit that it's something they do with everyone and it's not even personally targeted, Mm -hmm. but we're human beings. So we naturally take things as a personal target without even thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, yeah, once you communicate that, if the person is having complete disregard um, and not respecting your boundaries by the second time, already look to push yourself out. Like, don't don't let it get past three times like don't let somebody try you three times because really and truly people who do genuinely love you because everyone loves in their own way and i truly 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 believe that like because even the way that you show love is completely different from the way that i show love it's a different way from how leticia shows love and we were all shown love in the same household yeah so i feel and from the same caregivers with our aunts and our grandparents right and so they show love differently they show love differently yeah. so i feel like everyone has their own way um but i think as long as the person is not you know being contentious towards you not being malicious um and showing like complete disregard and disrespect for your boundaries just try to give them more grace but if you see like yeah they just don't give a fuck this is how they move this is how they Mm -hmm. move with me this is how they move with everyone it's not something for your life exactly and this goes the same with jobs there will always be another job always be another job 
Uh, there will always be another friend. There will always be a, another person who's going to want to be your partner, who's going to see you. And that's not, you're not going to have to go through, you know, leaps and bounds to prove how worthy and how honest and who you are. Like, yeah, like it's they, something they should be able to see within a, a, a few times of meeting with you. And it's not even just that. It's like, if you're talking to someone and letting them know like, hey, this hurts me. This is making me uncomfortable. If somebody gives a fuck about you, they should give a fuck about it. Mm. Like, you know, they should be able to talk with you. And like, you know, sometimes they're, they have to work on how they're doing it, but they should care about it and actually be able to be like, oh, yo, I didn't realize that I was doing this and that this is hurting you are mm-hmm. maybe ask why it's hurting you. Like, what about it is hurting you? You know, just kind of delve deeper and try to at least change some way about it. Yeah. So by the third strike, like if you're doing it a third time, like that's, that's really it to me. I feel like that means that they don't respect you or if you're willing to go past that third time and it's something that they just struggle with deeply themselves, mm-hmm. um, it needs to be something that you're consistently reminding them of. Because I will say, I will take full accountability. There are some things that people have told me more than three times that I struggle very hard with mm-hmm. and I'm doing actively trying to change it. But it's something that's going to take a lot longer to change. Mm-hmm. But that's like a deep rooted issue that I have. Mm-hmm. It's a deep rooted issue I have versus something that you know is smaller that i could literally just change a lot quicker Mm -hmm. and i've communicated that to those people that if it's a deep-rooted issue like hey this is something i struggle with i'm going to try continue reminding me but if it's something that like they tell you they're Mm going to be like oh yeah i know i'm done with that i'm not going to do it anymore and they continue doing it Mm -hmm. it's either they're delusional or they actually just sitting out here trying you and i would rather you not be one to find out Mm -hmm. i agree So that is about it for this episode. Yes, we are now coming to a close. I hope that you passengers enjoyed it. Please feel free to email us and send us some scenarios where you've had, you know, in whatever type of scenarios, whether it's familial, you know, friendships, like, I don't know. Work relationships. Work relationships. Anything. Relationships. Any type of relationships. (laughs) Um, Feel free to share those scenarios with us because we'd love to hear um, what it was like for you. And if you feel like this is a good mantra for you to have and and incorporate Mm -hmm. into your life to help you with boundaries or if you struggle with boundaries, we're more than willing to hear about it. But yeah, I think... That's essentially it for today's episode. And good night from Veronica Desire and Natasha Nye. Bye, passengers. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. For those of you who liked it, we release a new episode every Wednesday. So be sure to follow and subscribe so you can get that notification every time we upload. If any of you passengers have been on the same ride or reached the same destination as us and you'd like to share it with us, you can. Send it to us at shewhodoesnothear at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram page at shewhodoesnothear. Please don't forget to follow us on our Instagram. Our handles are at its Natasha Knight and at its Veronica Desire. We would love for you to also rate and review our podcast so that we can get your constructive feedback on what you like, didn't like, or want more of. In the meantime, remember, she she who does does not hear must feel. feel.